Donna Parker and you are listening to the Bygones Podcast, the Ali McBeal rewatch podcast where we discuss every episode through 2018 eyes. We're still in the throes of Christmas. And we are, like weirdly, like it's very odd to be sort of watching Christmas oh, themed. I know, <laughs> well, it's warm. Like, but we are on season one, episode 11 called Silver Bells. Silver Bells. Which I didn't even know was a song. Silver It's a movie. It's a it's like oh. an old Hollywood Christmas movie, like one of the and in, and studio that's ones. Where the song thing. comes Yeah, from. I think so. It's a Bing Crosby song. Never heard it. Silver bells. Yes, okay. Silver <laughs> bells. Alright. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, released, first aired, 15th of December 1997. It was the last one before they had their Christmas break. Exactly, yeah. yeah it's the last episode of 97. So, so everyone must have been feeling pretty festive. Yes, clearly. It's the vibe I get for yes. this entire episode. Yes, it's very Christmas. It's like quite heavy. end of term. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Like everyone's, it's building up that. Because I actually, thinking about it, like I don't know many TV shows that have two episodes that cover the Christmas period. Yeah, they tend to... It American tends shows to limit tend to have it a, to just one episode, But they it? also tend to have maybe a Thanksgiving one and then yeah. a Christmas one. Like, you're thinking of Friends, but maybe. The, yeah, yeah, but then... But this is, like, I don't know Christmas episodes. I feel like... I don't know. I think that's hard to say because I feel like Friends had quite a few... Like, when it went into... That was a weekly... I mean, this was a weekly show. Yeah. Although, at this point, it was winding down for Christmas. It they was. had one... And then they waited yeah, for another yeah. one, didn't they? Because last episode, I think, was, was like the first. right at the beginning yeah. of December. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like Friends had quite a few, like not necessarily Christmas themed, but it was clearly set at that time of year. Okay. Okay. In the same season. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to check that. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say it's something I feel like is unique to Ali McBeal. Okay. All right. Well, in the news around that time. Yeah. In the UK, Spice World was the number one oh, album in the UK. Album. Yeah, yeah. And Spice World the movie yes. actually premiered this day. Oh great. Yeah, so What a uh, day for girl power. Exactly. <laughs> number one single in the UK was Teletubby Say Uh Oh. <laughs> oh no. Okay. That was You started off strong there with some facts and now we've we've, we've... The bar's gone. It is it's going. Okay, so Scream <laughs> 2 was around and out in the around US. And around and out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Out and <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah. Chris Farley, the SNL actor yeah. and comedian, died yeah. 18th of December from a drug overdose oh, that's at sad. 33. That's sad. 19th of December, so four days after this episode was released, Titanic was released oh, in the US. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All my Leonardo DiCaprio fellow fans. Yeah. Sure, I'm you of... you were a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Oh yeah, I you? wouldn't even deny like, it. No, like, yeah, I remember you like loud and proud. <laughs> loads of posters on your wall. Of and Leonardo I had a DiCaprio. whole folder covered in Yeah, you did, didn't um, you? And actually I've recently been listening to a podcast called So I Married a Movie Geek, which is um Chrissy and her husband recently did a they do these every it's like a film review um podcast because she oh, okay. has 
okay. he loves m- movies and she hasn't seen like loads of them so right. he's like introducing her to movies it's really nice um, I really enjoy it but every so often they get guests on and they do a fantasy movie draft where everyone has to pick five movies of a theme and then they get everyone to vote on it on Twitter as to who's got the best selection oh that's um, cool idea. and yeah last episode that I listened to it was soundtracks yes um, 90s soundtracks oh, so they weren't what voting a theme. yeah they weren't yeah. voting on um, the movies they were voting on the soundtracks of those movies and that's Chrissy awesome. is a massive Leonardo DiCaprio fan yeah. because I think she's a similar age to me yeah. um, and so she had like Titanic and Romeo, Romeo Juliet and I was going to say like, <laughs> and yeah. I was like girl I was like yes that's such a good oh such a good God. selection so that's brilliant I would recommend checking them out if yeah. you haven't already okay so shall we dive into Silver Bells yeah uh, let's okay so first uh, scene we're in the office and I noticed that Elaine is looking very festive in a red outfit and Santa's hat. Oh yeah, that was my yeah, first note. Yeah, as well. I was yeah. like, Elaine's got a Santa hat, lol. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I am Elaine at Christmas. <laughs> like, I'm the person in the Santa hat in the Christmas jumper. <laughs> okay, so basically what is happening in this scene is that Elaine is trying to rope Ali into being a backup singer. Yeah, like for the Elaine. Yeah, <laughs> so Elaine appears to be the one planning the Christmas party down in the bar well of course it's going to be in the bar yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and she's saying that everybody sings yeah Yeah, it's a part it's a Christmas party tradition um yeah Um, and while she's doing like Ali's like I not clearly not enthusiastic about the no, idea. Not not enthused. <laughs> and she's trying to say that it'll be in her best interests. But basically whilst they're having that conversation, Richard comes up and he's like, I need to see you and John right away. Something something big. Something happening. big. Yeah. And then he just walks off. Yes. <laughs> but Elaine and then Elaine carries on what she's saying and it's another one of those gift moments, except this time Elaine's head is getting really big with a Santa's hat on. Which yes. Is- funny and she's just saying you know they talk about you being lugubrious and I hoped you could squash it with a number I'm looking out for you yeah and then her head actually it gets so blown it explodes like a cartoon like balloons yeah Yeah. it's really funny and it's uh and it's that thing of like well yeah Ali probably is quite sad because last episode was devastating like well like she's literally just had a really horrible you know exactly so no wonder she's a bit down yeah (laughs) i know well anyway um ali responds to elaine in the sort of she actually grins and like bares her teeth like that kind of grin like you touch me and and then as she walks away elaine's like i guess i hadn't even thought yeah she's like interesting (laughs) you know she's just like oh this is a great idea um, so anyway, so then Ali goes off to Richard's office. John's there, and basically they realise that there's some other... Pe- we realise there's other people there because we're... Uh, they're having a conversation with, uh, I guess, a potential clients. So yeah. there's a guy called James Horton, and there's two women with him. Who we find out later that their names are Patty and Mindy. Mindy, And yeah. basically they're come to Cajun Fish because they want to get married as a threesome. Yes. They are partners already, so they all live together, and they have children, mm-hmm. ostensibly, together. And mm-hmm. Patty has already... So so James and Mindy were already married, and it's Patty that's come into the relationship and yes. joined the threesome. Yes. And she's, Patty's already changed her name, but they basically want to 
it to be recognised. Yeah, by law. like they're they're basically common law partners already, and they have children together. Yeah, and the point is, they want their union as a threesome to be legally recognised. Yeah, and um, it turns out Whip is the judge that's overseeing the case, and so that's why they've come to Cajun Fish because they believe that they'll be able to have more influence over Whipper. Over Whipper. Because she likes John's legal mind and Ali's sense of romance. Yes, yes. So, so, and Richard goes, and the issue's ripe. I'd argue it, but we're fornicating. (laughs) (laughs) And Ali's like, immediately like, no, I'm not doing it. And John just looks really uncomfortable when they ask. And, And Richard's like, well, great. You're in good hands and walks off. Yeah. And and Ali's really pissed off and she runs follows after Richard, him. yeah, out. And and she's like basically confronts him and be like, You can't do this to me and Richard's like, Look, usually it's all about money, but this time it's piles of money. Piles and piles <laughs> of money. And Ali's like, I just don't I can't I well, don't feel like I can chat I do this, like morally, I don't Yeah, she's it. like philosophically I have a problem championing the constitutional rights of a threesome. And yeah, and then basically Richard's like, look, they think we've got influence with Whipper. It landed on her docket. I don't how that happened is anyone's guess, probably because I asked her to take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, I all but prom. They, they, he said they think we've got influence with the Whip, probably because I all but promised it. Yeah, so he's basically like got themselves, basically got themselves into a situation where they can can't really back out. As no, a, as a firm, and he's like, how can we say no? It's Christmas, and then he walks off, and the titles roll. Yeah, Ali looks really peeved. She looks the, super pissed. The titles. That's where we get Vonda. So, yeah, yeah, that's the setup for this episode, is this idea of a threesome legally. Yeah, so the the first scene after titles is they are in the conference room for sure this time. Yeah. Um, And it's the James, Mindy, Patty, and Ali and John are just sort of having the meeting to kind of get the facts. Yes. So basically, they have kids. So two children are with James and Mindy already. Who are the original married couple. <laughs> the OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their third kid, he says, is by all three of us. And Ali's like, what the heck do you mean? Like, all three of us. Mindy says, well, James fertilised Patty's egg and it was implanted in me. And at that, Ali actually adopts John's singing. Oh yeah, she starts And then so, and they all look at her and they're all like, sorry. And John just has his hands like over his face. Yeah. And like so Ali and John are really struggling with like with getting behind this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um so the Hortons uh, are all kind of trying to explain, you know, the definition of the nuclear family's evolving, blah blah blah. It's gotta something gotta start somewhere. Ali's voiceover goes, and it has to start with me. Yeah, and it would have to start with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we cut to the uni sets and John and Ali are in like two sort of separate cubicles. Yeah. Chatting, which I'm like I would never chat on the toilet. With I someone. chat on the toilet. I, oh, I find it so uncomfortable. No. It depends who it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't do it at work, but we don't have cubicles at work. We've no. got like individual okay. bathrooms. Yeah, but I haven't done it at work. No, before. not at work. But I have done it with friends, like if we're at a bar or something. I mean, I like at home. I will like, but just no, yeah. not with not with someone at work. No. Well, anyway, <laughs> they're chatting, and Ali's like trying to get 
John to like take this on. She's like, you carry this. <laughs> you're you're the wiz of unorthodox arguments. So yeah. you should t- like do it. Yeah, and as they come out of their stalls, they continue to sort of come out at the same time. Yeah. And like John's going, your presence is vital because you know, um, in co- in concept, it seems so not romantic. Yeah. Um, and your presence will mean that Whipper. See, it looks past that because you are su- known as being such a romantic. Yeah. And, and at that point, they're washing their hands and John goes, and I've emerged without my trousers. Yeah. And he has. He's emerged <laughs> without his trousers. Like, the camera pans. John kind of walks back to the stall. And when he's in the stall, he just goes, chagrined. <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand. I was like, who yeah. takes their trousers off? And leaves their socks and shoes on to well, go to the loo. My note is don't this. understand. My note is the this. logistics. What does John do in the toilet? Seriously, <laughs> discuss. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether men's trousers are. I mean, I know they are made slightly differently to women's trousers, but I've never been able to take a pair of trousers off over shoes and socks it's like, very difficult I, yeah. you'd have to have like the biggest flares like to do that well I do wear I would say I do wear like skinny jeans and stuff yeah like, whereas men don't but well certainly corporate men don't but still I was like but who takes their trousers off entirely? But why? To go to the loo. Oh, but my, my point is not that he couldn't possibly do it. I'm sure if his flat, his, his legs were li- wide enough, or it would go over shoes it. small enough. Well, he's quite a small man. Yeah. But regardless of whether he's why? Like, why? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'll see as we go through the course of the season, like the ins and outs of John's toilet routine become more and more elaborate. But... <laughs> this point i'm like what's he doing taking his trousers yeah. off why does what he for? need to do that and what how could you possibly forget i don't know like how could you like the breeze how would could be you enough forget that you're walking around in bare legs like that is mad like it's, anyway. it's hilarious anyway it is it does make a funny moment so then we're in the kind of uh, there's a scene in the office the main bit of the office the pool and elaine still has her hat on and she's chatting yeah. with renee who's <laughs> just arrived because she's still got her coat on i think yeah and and now elaine is trying to get renee to sing back up, yeah. uh, because she's heard from ali that that renee's got a great, great voice. voice and at this point renee's like yeah i do and and then uh, she's like and i thought that you know you and georgia and this point georgia walks and joins the the the, the, the conversation group, yeah. and at that point she starts flattering georgia's being like hey Georgia. I love, I love that you're wearing, it's really yeah. smart have you thought of putting your baritone to a beat so she's trying to recruit <laughs> Georgia and Renee Georgia's like I'm not singing back up for you and Renee's like I don't sing back up for anybody yeah <laughs> which I'm like good for you Renee and then Elaine says oh my God. She goes, this is Christmas and then she goes Jesus Christ our Lord Saviour was born. But she doesn't say Jesus Christ, our Lord Saviour was born. She yeah, says she goes, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she says Jesus Christ like an expletive. Yeah. And goes, our, our Lord, Lord Saviour was born. <laughs> it kills me how everybody around here can be so me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> and George's face is like, 
shot like for God's sake. Because Elaine like takes her Santa hat off in like a half light and <laughs> just so annoyed that no one is like willing to sing back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but then after Elaine goes away, Ali arrives and she says um, to Renee, I can't go shopping and I can't go to lunch because I've got busy. And yeah. that's when we learn that Georgia has joined the team for that case because Richard wants her as well. And <laughs> Ali's like, um, really? And Je- Georgia's like, yeah, strength in numbers given what we're arguing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's quite funny. Yes. So the next scene, um, it's the bar in the daytime. Clearly they're rehearsing yeah. for, um, or setting up for the party. So mm. Richard is singing. He's practicing the song that he plans to sing, which is, yes. I love you more today than yesterday. Yes, and Elaine's, yeah, and Elaine's like <laughs> running around like checking stuff with the clipboard. Yes, so she's yeah. clearly organising stuff. Yeah. Um, and she joins Richard on stage and starts setting up a mic stand next to him as he's singing. And he stops and goes, wait, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. And Elaine's like, well, I'm checking the equipment. And then she says, why aren't you singing a carol? And Bridget's like, I pay for this. I can see what the hell I want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And this is where Elaine reveals to the audience that basically every year Richard sings a ode to Whipper, she calls it, like a song dedicated to Whipper. And she points out to Richard that, you know, she doesn't want like a song, she wants a ring, not a medley. (laughs) (laughs) And Richard doesn't take to this kind of advice kindly because he just sort of says sarcastically imagine my comfort having you as emotional counsel would that i die my roots so that i can truly profit from your tutelage and i was like that's just really mean he's yeah mean but i mean she is being like invasive like in terms of just giving her unsolicited opinions like yeah about his relationship like uh, yeah but she does have a point because she basically says you know you and whipper uh, barely survived the last two Christmases. So she clearly knows that what's happened in previous years is a, a, a signal that Christmas is a tough time for them as yes, a couple. Yes. And so she's kind of like, you know, you don't have to admit that you've got a problem to me, but you need to kind of admit it to yourself because you're going to struggle to make yeah. it another year. Yeah. And it may not be her place to say that, but then when has Elaine ever worried about when it's her place to say <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair to Elaine, generally speaking, deep down, she is doing it out of concern. Like, there's no one else that she's showboating for here. No, no. I, but I, uh, well, I think she showboats for herself, doesn't she? Like, oh, yeah. I think it. I, I think she likes to. Well, because she's such a gossip and she sees everything, and she's so wanting to be involved in in everything that's going on. She does like to be feel wanted I think and her relationship with Richard I always think is quite interesting because I generally quite like their relationship most of the time they've had a rocky patch in the last few episodes and maybe that's why Richard isn't being as kind to her as he might normally be do otherwise but they uh, I don't know I feel like she feels like she does want to be his friend Mm. but she she's as with anyone that she it's wants that their thing. friendship, she almost kind of she tries to run it. before she yeah, can walk. She you know I mean? kind she of up to it. insists herself yeah. into people's situations. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and I think that can be really off-putting. Yeah, really off-putting, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she sort of gives him this 
unsolicited advice. Um, and then we're in another scene, which is Georgia, Renee and Ali are uh, kind of eating Chinese food for lunch. Ali food watch. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. They're in Ali's office having um, lunch. And Georgia's sort of trying to understand what the actual dynamic is, is yeah. like, of this. Like, threesome. is it a sexual thing? Yeah, is it a sexual threesome? And Ali's like, evidently not. It's n- nothing kinky. Yeah. It's heterosexual one-on-one sex. And she goes, I guess the women take turns on being too tired. Yeah. And Georgia, like, cracks up. Like... And Renee's like, I don't get it. A penis is not a share toy. And Ali's like, don't say penis, Renee. I know, the way she says that is, like, so disgusted. Like, she's like... Ugh don't say penis Renee <laughs> like she's so like oh how uncouth <laughs> um, but but yeah so they're sort of all giggling and it's quite a yes, nice little scene um, it is, and I eventually John comes in he knocks and just comes in um, and Ali asks him what they're going to do in terms of the argument because John's obviously been thinking about it mm. and he basically comes in with very kind of facts like analysis of well basically we've got two options science or emotion and he explains it he sits down between Renee and Georgia and just says well you know science says that man needs to spread his seed to to, for humanity to survive Uh, but emotion says he is following his heart so he he doesn't want to love one female for too long and Georgia just looks really insulted right saying that and, and John is like, personally, I think science is the way to go. What do you think? And after his, like, analysis and just laying it all out there, everyone is quiet because they're all like, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> well, yeah, that. because that's the thing <laughs> is that I think it, evolutionary psychology is a really sort of woolly, <laughs> woolly science. And actually, it's a, a really good book. I read recently was Animal by Sarah Pascoe. Oh yeah, that's um, right, yeah. Yeah, and and it talks about how biases, you know, because science has been dominated by a certain group of people for so long, i.e. white men, <laughs> like, yeah. for so long. Yeah. It's that thing of, it. they interpret things through their own Through lens. that lens. Yeah. And... Uh, as a result have missed things yeah and uh she talks about how discoveries have been made in terms of like how men have two different kinds of sperm so there's a there's a a sperm that does the swimming to the egg to fertilize it and there's a (laughs) yeah and then there's making like a A a swimming motion with her hand (laughs) like you'd do if you were doing like a disco move do yeah. the sperm. Like, um... <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, and then there's another type of sperm. That's like having a party? That is like a kamikaze oh. sperm that is designed to attack other sperm. Oh, wow. Implication being that women... Uh, sometime back in our, you know, prehistoric days. Slept around. Slept around ah, with multiple partners. That, so, I believe that. So men, <laughs> men's biological sort of defence to, or, or sort of weaponry, as it yeah. were, to, you know, further the their species. own, yeah. their own genes, genes. Yeah. was to have two different types of sperm. So, you know, this idea that it's men that have to go out and spread their seed and, like, that's 
that's why it's that's natural. That's the only way humanity yeah, will yeah. And, and that's natural for men, yeah. but not for women. women. Yeah. Is it, it, that is being really challenged now because it's like, well, how do you explain this? Or, yeah. And how do you explain that? Yeah. And yeah, because there are these big things that have been missed in the this narrative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> so anyway, all the women <laughs> in this scene are just basically like... WTF. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and Renee's like, are you saying that men not being able to stay tr- attracted to one female for long is science? And John's like, well, yeah. It's sexual chemical. attraction is all chemical. <laughs> At some point, and he goes, da 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 da. Uh, one stops making the chemical for one's partner. And uh, uh, Ali's kind of smirking at the awkwardness of this conversation and how John is having trouble <laughs> navigating it. Um, and Renee's like, that's a really sad way to look at love. And then John goes, married couples cannot maintain frisk for one another. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, it troubles me. And he does this sort of the moment hand. Because yeah. um, I think, obviously, we know as well, John is a romantic. Yeah. Like, he's you, he's talking in this way from a legal, legal. how are we going to argue this from a factual legal standpoint yeah um i don't think he necessarily it's tactics this. yeah it's and, tactics. and and if he, and he was thinking about you know it, it, he doesn't like the fact that that's what science is saying yeah to them at the time um but the way he how awkward he is when yeah. he realizes that he's in a room full of women yeah he's just like very amusing so the next scene we're in court and georgia is questioning james uh, about their relationship so um uh, James saying, you know, I was married to Mindy for eight years and then I met Patty because we worked at the same firm. And George was like, so you fell in love with Patty? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, so are you saying you weren't in love with Mindy anymore? And James says, well, my marriage was going through a rough patch, essentially. It was kind of like we weren't connecting and I met Patty and I fell in love with her. And um, but I didn't want to leave Mindy because she was the mother of my children. And I loved her too. Yeah. And And I didn't want to break the family. Yeah. So they basically, they they sat down and talked together and decided to try all living together as a threesome two years ago. Mm. And then apparently, according to James, Patty and Mindy became close. I think we can infer from what Ali was saying about their sexual relationship, they mean friends. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then together, collectively, they decided to have a child together. And that's when Whipper kind of comes in and says, and that justifies getting married like, yeah, as a threesome. As a threesome. And this is where James is like, you know, we're not conventional, but we are happy. The kids live in a home with love and trust and security. How many people can make the same claim? <laughs> and then there's this kind of imaginary moment, yeah. yeah, where in turn, Ali, Georgia and Whipper will fire a gun at, at James. James and like shoot him dead. Well, yeah, because seriously, he comes across as so smug. He's very And smug. I'm like, where does this guy get off? Like, I don't know about you, but at this point in the episode, I had already got the vibe that one of them, Mindy, looks hugely uncomfortable. I didn't, I didn't notice that, but obviously as we... Well, know, I we, did because okay. I, I couldn't remember the rest of the, exactly how okay. it went. And I'd already p- written down already at that point. Up. Like, Mindy doesn't look cool about this. So it looks like she's just going along with it. And I, at that point I was like, I assume it's because she would have the kids with him already yeah. and didn't want to lose yeah. him. I was like, I really want to hear what her side of it because yes. there's something she's not saying. Yes. So... James basically comes across as a bit of a douchebag at this point in time. Like yes. he's definitely wanting to like have his cake. And eat he's it. the cat that got the cream. Oh yeah, he? for yeah. sure. Yeah. So what, then we're in a uh, kind of it's a new scene, and John is questioning Mindy this time. And I was yes. like, Great, we get to hear her side of it. So 
Mindy's sort of saying, you know, at first I was absolutely destroyed because, you know, I just found out my husband was having an affair, blah, 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 and it was really painful. But then she makes the point that actually her relationship with James started to get better after him and Patty started the affair because he was more affectionate, they were laughing, mm. they were talking together, they were having sex. And um, this is the point where Whipper starts leaning forward, being like, and she's like, what? wait a minute, <laughs> you started having sex? <laughs> And she was like, you know, once he started the affair, that's when all that happened. And Mindy's like, yeah, weirdly enough, that is what happened. Yeah. And John's like, well, why? And she says, well, I think that his relationship with Patty opened him up. And maybe that's what helped my relationship with him. And at, you see Allie, yeah. like, rolling her eyes, like... But Georgia, but Georgia is looks... glancing at Allie, looking quite uncomfortable. Yes, because something has hit a nerve with yes. Georgia, which we yeah. see in the very next scene. Yes. So, back at the office, in, in Billy's office, I think it is, Georgia's having this private conversation with Billy, and she's, like, it going, it almost made sense. Yeah. And he goes, oh, come on, Georgia, what if he wanted four wives or five? Should we allow polygamy as long as it works? To which I'm like, well, why not? If, like... <laughs> If it works, like, then it works. But anyway, let's, we'll get on to that at some point. Um, but basically, Georgia goes... Yeah, completely. And she's like, these past few months, you have been more relaxed, more intimate. This is the best we've ever been together, sexually, emotionally, ever since Ali came here. And Billy's like, what? What are you talking about? And she's been... She's like, you, you've been less, I don't know, repressed. Yeah. And and Billy's kind of like, you're being ridiculous. Like, what are you even talking about? Well, this is interesting because cause she finishes by saying, you know, Ali's been good for us and it pisses me off. Yes. Um, and I, it's interesting she uses the word repressed um, yes. because I was like, is that like, a, it's almost like a symptom of toxic masculinity that uh, for some reason Billy feels that he has to be the strong one in the relationship and he cannot... I don't know, unload on Georgia the same way that he unloads on Ali. And I don't really understand yeah, why not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the other thing I had to say about that conversation was that Georgia says that he's not been... At one point she says, do I think you... I don't think you're being unfaithful. And I have to disagree. Mm. And I think... I'm trying to remember... But it's that thing but, yeah. of like... Because she doesn't actually know the half of it. Because no, but she does say, I think there are little pockets of intimacy you can't get to with me that you do get to with her. And I think you're right in that she doesn't know she doesn't exactly know how flirty and how exactly. whatever it is. Like, I think she has an idea, but he's not telling her what, what no. goes on between Ali. But even in what she thinks she knows, I would still class that as unfaithfulness to a certain degree. I mean, I think it depends. I think, because she says... It's the stuff where he says, oh, no, I can't tell you that because I promised Ali that yes. and she was getting really yes. obsessed about it. Yes. And that's a, that's a betrayal. Yeah, no, I agree. I and, agree. like, telling Ali stuff about Georgia that Georgia probably wouldn't want Ali to know. That's yeah, a betrayal. Yeah, that is a betrayal, yeah. And I just think... But, I don't, I, but I don't know that she paper. knows that stuff. That's true. That's the thing. Yeah. Other than the bit with the I, what's going on and he's like, oh, no, that's secret. She knows about that stuff. I but think, I think she's got a sense that it, there's more to it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think she quite understands. And plus, he has been unfaithful to Georgia anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. so, and she doesn't know about that. Yeah. 
So there's a lot about Billy and his relationships outside of this. I mean, Billy. That, yeah, exactly. But I mean, the thing is, is that of course it makes sense. I think in terms of like, you can't expect one person to be your everything. No. And, and, you know, if you have good emotional health and you have a good emotional support system around you in the form of a partner or in the form of friends yes. and, and fa- a good relationship with family. And, and when, when, to rely yeah, on it, yeah. It, when you have that emotional support system around you and it isn't all coming from one person, you don't have to re- rely on one person, then all those relationships are going to be healthier as, as a, a result. result. Yeah, yeah like, you're right. So it, they're just talking about what it means to have a good friend in a lot of ways. Georgia is. Yeah, but... but uh, that's not what Billy is using Annie no, for, but Georgia not. doesn't know that. Exactly, yeah. and that's the problem. Okay, so the next scene we've got... Annie's walking through the office and Elaine catches up with her and she just sort of goes, I've got them. And Annie's like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> she's telling her that she's got the iCats to see back up for her. Not the actual iCats. Yes. But she goes, some black, right. sexy... Women that will coincide with my sexuality. Yeah, so <laughs> this is my objection. So basically, she goes, Well, not the real ones, but they're sexy and they're black and they coincide with my sensuality. And I'm like, No, okay, <laughs> right. This is a thing that yeah. you know happens, and Miley Cyrus has been called out for it white women that use women of colour as an accessory. Yeah. And that is what Elaine is doing. She, like, they coincide with my... Se- they're not a fucking bracelet. Yeah, Like, yeah. It, it's, it, it's so... I mean, I think the worst, like, example of it is someone like Gwen Stefani, who... Do you remember the Harrow... Harajuku girls. girls. Yeah. 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 yeah, and she actually, like... Not only were they her backup dancers, but they were contracted to follow her to appearances, like, as a... As, you know, premier... Yeah, as a look. Yeah. And, like, like she gave them names. Like, yeah. Love... Love Angel Music, Music Baby. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the name for her. Yeah, like that... Yeah, but yeah. it's like a fucking pet. Yeah. Like, you know, those are the names you give... A cat yeah, yeah, or a yeah, dog yeah. or, you know, like, uh, it's just, it really, ugh, it, it's really horrible. And it's just that it it's, it's something that white women have, especially in pop and, yeah. and the music industry, use, like, women of colour yeah. to make them look sexier by, by just by being near these. Yes. These women of colour, I am sexier, I am cooler, I yeah. am edgier, like, because look, with me, with my hip, black, black friends, friends yeah. like, you know, and it's just yeah. like, no, you, yeah. that is really disrespectful, yeah. and, and, you know, they, they are not your accessories, no. so I really am like, ugh, when Elaine was like, they're black, and they're sexy, and they coincide with my sensuality, I'm like, yeah. They're people who sing, like, who have talent. Like, yeah. they're not... Like, why you... I just... It was just really icky to me. Really yeah. made me It's ick. funny, though, because if I think about the job of a backup singer, you are there to make the lead look good. But that's to do with your voice. 
Yeah. That's well, no, to do, like, on, it's no, a really... It, yes, primarily, but also there is something about the entire look of the performance. Yeah, but the fact that she's going... So if you think about Beyonce, yeah, like, she yeah. absolutely thinks about every single element of what happens yeah. on that stage. And but the difference is... But the difference is, is she is a black woman. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, and like, also the Iquettes were <laughs> Tina Turner's backup yes, dancers. Yes, yes. You know I mean, I, mean like, I don't think Tina Turner was probably as Beyonce about it. No, but do you know what no. I mean? like, but it's to do with the... It, it's the power dynamics and, so and stealing think... a, a, a... Like, a, like for instance, Miley Cyrus and all the twerking and all that kind of thing, yeah. like, was an appropriation... It was. ...of... of something that is culturally black yeah and and using that to make herself look cool and edgy yes do you think though if elaine had had the conversation where she'd chosen i don't know i guess white women to be her backup dance uh, backup singers and said you know they're sexy and they coincide with my sensuality would you have a similar issue i get that a performance is supposed to look good yeah there's no problem with that, but it's the race dynamics yeah, here okay, that yeah. are the problem yeah, no. and the way that Elaine is talking about it yes. and talking about them. Yes. It, it's like, oh, I, I picked up these sexy black things. To From stand the sexy beside. black straw. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they coincide with my sensuality. They're going to make me look sexy. Yeah. And that's what I need from them. And it's like, yeah. it, it, it's really lacking in respect. Yeah. I mean, it's even more horrendous um, now that we know that one of the Iquettes was uh, Renee Goldsberry, who oh my God, originated, played Mimi in the last Broadway cast of Rent, and I saw um, her do that, which was amazing. And was she, that when you, I went to see it with you? Yeah. You would have oh, seen it yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I've seen her live. Yeah. I didn't even know it. But we haven't even said like why we love her so much. Oh, it's not so much that, but she originated Angelica, Angelica on uh, Broadway, original Broadway <laughs> Hamilton cast. So amazing that she's in Annie McBeal, which when we went to see Hamilton on the West End, obviously she's not in it, but we were no. like, what? I wish there was a connection between why Hamilton and Annie McBeal. And I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> When you hear Elaine talking about the Queen, Renee Goldsby, in yeah. those terms, you're like, Elaine! I know, it's like, I, I just, I, yeah, don't, don't enjoy it. Anyway. anyway. Okay, so. Moving on. <laughs> so, Annie's just pleased that she doesn't have to sing back up. Yeah, really. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when John uh, kind of catches up with her, she walks on from Elaine, John catches up with her, and he's saying that Ali should question Patty on the stand and Ali's like why like you're doing well like Whippers I think Whippers on the fence and jo uh, John's saying yeah that's why she needs a nudge from you because you're a romantic and yeah. you'll get her there yeah and, um, and Ali's like uh, I, you know she can read me and uh, I just you know I'm she not clearly is not on yeah. board with this at all yeah she's like I did, do you, were you swayed by Mindy's testimony because I wasn't do you know yeah. what I mean like she's not keen on this case at all no um so then we cut to another bar kind of rehearsal scene, and this time Elaine is with the Iquettes, the yes. aforementioned Renee uh, Goldsbury, and they're singing I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus last yes. night. And Elaine is getting very deaverish because oh my God. she's yeah. like, guys, what is this? Hip atrophy? We need to fix 
capitalist. Yeah, and and just like I love it because you can see. Um, and Renee's like, it's just as in Renee Goldsberry. It's yeah. like it's just a rehearsal. Yeah, well, she, I love it because she's just like completely. You can see she's sort of taking the mick out of Elaine, like behind her back. It's really yeah. funny. And Elaine's like, and the party is Friday. And she does this like frustrated hair fluff. Like, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Like, and she does all these like dance moves, and it's yeah. just really over the top. Oh. It's, hilarious. It's a bit cringe. Um, and as she does like the second go round, and um, we pan to Renee, as in the character Renee, and Richard watching, and <laughs> Richard, Richard says, <laughs> yeah. if she caught her mother with Santa, she'd tell her. <laughs> and Renee's like, in a second. <laughs> and, and Richard's like, what are you going to sing, Renee? And Renee's like, I'm not sure yet, but you don't want to follow me. Trust that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. oh God, I trust that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So. And, then, and then we see the end of the scene is Elaine's got her like leg up and she's like, oh yeah, she's so so there's just and like there's these really tentative harmonies in the IKEA so like. Like what is she doing? Like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> um, but Elaine is like giving it all. She yeah, had her rehearsal. Yeah. So the next scene is in the unisex, and Ali and Billy. It's like the lighting's like really intimate. Like I didn't realise they had uh, yeah, dimmer yeah, switches. Yeah, <laughs> in the unisex. That's true. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting kind of on the sink bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're having like this heart to heart. Billy's been telling her Ali about what George has told him. Yes, Which, yes. again, I'm like, Billy, red alert. Like, this is exactly what she doesn't like, you going to Ali. Like, what is wrong well, with Well, no, you? she said that she does like it. Well, no, but she doesn't because it pisses she her off. She doesn't and she doesn't. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? You're yeah. not helping yourself yeah, here. Yeah, okay. Um, and apparently he was talking, Billy's saying, well, Ali's like, well, that's silly. Um, but Billy's like, well, it's true. And um, he's talking about some friend that he had that said his marriage got better when his wife went to therapy. So he's, um, you know, um, she felt more decompressed by talking to someone else. Yes. And Ali says, oh, yeah, I read that once. And Billy's like, and having a solid friendship pays dividends at work at home. And Ali's like, yeah, all over. And they're acting like all they've done is have a few deep and meaningfuls. And I'm like, no. Yes. equivalent to a therapy relationship this has crossed the line and you guys are kidding yourselves if you think yeah because i've got a note here going however because when billy goes and sometimes having a real solid friendship can pay dividends at work yeah and it's like yeah however in this case it is different like you don't just lean on her emotionally and her on you like an equal friendship yeah like you also do shit like evoke intimate memories of her and like uh, dance to, together to keep her pining after you yeah because it feeds your ego yeah so that that isn't and Ali's like but Ali's like playing along like yeah. kidding herself because she's like and it's just a coincidence that we used to be lovers and yeah like, and even the very undertone of this this bit of the conversation is quite flirtatious yes. in my opinion like the yeah. lovers the all over the you know it's just like I don't know um, and then Ali kind of gets a bit peeved because she yeah. just and he's like she gets up to kind of go and Billy's like what's the matter and she's like nothing and she says oh, you know, I don't plan to break up your marriage, but I'm not exactly thrilled to be the best thing that ever happened to it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm like, you guys shouldn't be having these conversations. You shouldn't be having this type of relationship. Because... You can't handle it. You can't be objective about it. And actually, the thing is, is that 
it's it doesn't in in a lot of ways it doesn't surprise me that she's reacting this way because Billy keeps put keeping her in a state of pining after him. Yeah. So of course she's gonna and it really like I really want to like hit Billy like when she oh, leaves. I always when, want to hit Billy. <laughs> when she leaves the unisex bathroom after saying that he like kind of gives this kind of small smile like. Hmm. Like, like, oh, like she, she doesn't want to complicate my life, but she's not happy either that my marriage is going so fucking well. <laughs> like, oh, isn't it great? <laughs> it's all coming up, Billy. <laughs> like, it's just really annoying. Like, ugh. Oh, ugh. Ugh. Okay. The next scene, and um, is Whipper's office, and Richard is there, and he's. They're having a, a sort of a mini, I don't know, Whipper is down, clearly down. Yeah. Um, she's, he's, she's saying she doesn't want to go home with him because Richard's like, separate homes, what? And she's like, I'm tired. And Richard's like, oh, why are you depressed? He's like trying to cheer up. He's like, why are you depressed every holiday? Is it more fun bringing everyone down when their spirits are higher? Is it a yeah. challenge? And Whipper's just, she's just really, she just says in a really bored, like exhausted voice, like just keep digging Nookie. We'll be nose to nose any second. Um, and then Richard again tries to make light of it because he says oh I've got a friend who's got a chiropractor and he says business triples in December um, because of neck injuries and Whipper just is like I don't know where this is going but it sounds like a good one like yeah. really bored yeah. and tired yeah. um, and Richard goes well people take stock of the holidays to see what's there and what's missing yeah, they all look that around. training yeah. all they get is a sore neck <laughs> and he says you want to be happy don't look around happiness can be found in one word Denial, which I'm like, oh god, <laughs> like this is so rich. This is, but what a depressing conversation. Like, in terms of like, you're in a relationship with a guy, and he turns around and says that to you, you would be like, Jesus Christ. Well, Whipper completely owns him in the next sentence because she says happiness is going to bed with something more secure than a fisher's. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my god. But then Richard proposes to her. He's like, do you want me to marry you? I'll marry you. What's the big deal? I'll marry you. What's so important about marriage? What does it even mean? And it's like, great, this is so romantic. Yeah, this is exactly. exactly what she's been wanting. And Whipper says it must mean something if you're so afraid of it. Which is like, nail head yet again with Whipper. Like, she's... I'm sorry, but Whipper is so much smarter than Richard. I don't understand much why always. she's with Richard. Yeah, I just. Uh, it's I must upsetting. be this kind of insecurity of age, I guess, and being like, Possibly. I take it where I get it. Yeah. Like, that was the whole reason she ended up kissing Cheney yeah. in the first episode. Was it the first episode? Uh, first or second? I can't second, remember. I but, um, maybe. but, you know, I think she has this insecurity yeah. about, you know, I used to be able to get anyone I wanted. I mean, she's Diane fucking Cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's sake, but Whipper. And now she's just kind of like, well, they won't want me for my brain and my looks are going. And I'm just like, oh, Whipper! Yeah, I know. It upsets me. It upsets me. Well, anyway, so the next scene is Richard and Ali talking and they're walking, having a walk and talk through the office and Ali's basically laying out for Richard. It's like, it's obvious that she's just, fe she's feeling insecure. And Richard goes, why is she imposing that on me? And she's <laughs> like, like what the it on you? Like, she's your girlfriend? <laughs> and then Richard says, why do single women feel unhappy if they're not married? And Ali says, as opposed to men who stave off misery until after marriage. And that's where Georgia overhears. Oh, God. And Georgia's <laughs> like, excuse me? And Ali's like, nothing. Billy's never been happier. 
And then she looks really weird and then she goes, that's not true. I've definitely seen it happen. <laughs> Conversation and that's and Richard's like, What conversation? And then Billy turns up with cappuccino and he's like, Cappuccino, and Georgia says, Don't you wish? That's like a callback to the sexy coffee episode, (laughs) it's brilliant. And then, and (laughs) so basically, Georgia ends up being oh, yeah, and (laughs) Richard's like, lays it all out. She's like, She told her that you told her about what she told you, and then he goes, I'm in the middle and clueless, I feel like a lady. Line. <laughs> so basically, everyone's like, Richard, leave us alone. And Georgia says, You need, you and I need to talk. And then she goes, Actually, no, the, the three, three of us, us need, to, need talk. to talk. And Annie wants to have none of this. She's like, Can I just apologize and be excused? And Georgia's like, No, we're all going in a room together. And that's when Elaine pops <laughs> up and says, I can take minutes. <laughs> but I love the bit where, like, Ali's like, Can I just apologize to everyone, be excused? And I love the way Georgia goes, No. Like she's like, she's really fucked off. She's like, this is happening. Yeah, exactly. She's like, Um, this has been coming for a long time. We, the three of us, are getting in a room together. And then John picks the worst possible moment to come along because he goes, "Excuse me," and everyone just rounds him and goes, "What?" (laughs) And he pauses and just goes. We're late for court. So and they all have to... awkward scramble for all the coffees. Yeah. Who's got what coffees? And they go. Yeah. But that's like another one of those big, amazing, like, group scenes that it's are really snappy and like bygones. Yeah. High and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. So we're at court and Ali is questioning Patty, as John had asked her to do. Yeah. So Patty is saying, you know, I'm the evil other woman, blah, blah, blah. And Ali's trying to get to the bottom of, you know, how Patty feels about the situation, really. So Patty kind of says, you know, I didn't grow up picturing this. You know, this wasn't what I dreamt of as a young girl. I dreamt of, like, having the same dreams as everyone else, uh, dreams of my wedding day, my house, my garden, but it didn't work according to plan. And that's where Whipper starts looking really poignant and thoughtful Mm. and says, but Patty says, but you know what? It did work out. Yeah. Just not how I envisaged is the implication. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the next scene, we're in John's office and Richard is in there and he's kind of unloading on John, which I quite like it when they have these little conversations between them because it's nice to see men confiding in each other yes. about their emotional yeah. and their relationships and stuff. And Richard's sort of saying, you know, I know it's just a holiday phase, you know... Uh, but the point of Christmas cheer is what? And John says, cheer. And, and Rich is like, exactly. All she wants under that tree is a picket fence. Um, so he's sort of lamenting that Whipper's yeah. like, going on in. And then John goes, I'm drawn to her, which isn't... I don't think we've had him say no. this before, but this is another of John's famous sort of catchphrases. Yeah, and Rich is like, confused. <laughs> like, for Whipper. And he's Basically, like, no. John hasn't really been listening to anything. <laughs> yeah. Rich has been saying. He's been thinking about the fact that he's into Ali. Yeah. Um, and he's thinking about inviting her to the party as his date. Yeah. And he said, we, you know, we spoke of it once and she kissed me under the mistletoe. Um, the moment was fraught with ambiguity, <laughs> but I did sense an overture. <laughs> and Richard says, ask her, it's a good time. She's saying yes to everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, why is no one questioning the appropriateness of this? I know, that's it's like, true. John is Ali's boss. You're yeah. not supposed to just go around dating you people you work for you. No. But anyway, 
uh, John's saying that he's not good at asking women out, so he's quite nervous about it. So Richard gives him some advice to like go in like he prepares for court. Yeah. So he's like, instead of preparing for battle, you and they sort of he joins him at, like on the deck, like at the front of the desk, like staring out, being like, you know, you just have to think that you're the world's the strongest man on the planet, like you're, you know, and you just adjust it, but what you keep is the idea that you feel good about yourself, even if it's a lie. Yeah. So he's giving him some advice saying, you know how you prepare for court and you do your bells or whatever. Like, your find regime. a way of doing yeah. that, but yeah. for asking Annie out. Yeah. Which is quite good advice, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. It's, it's about... Because he's not saying this is the way to get Ali. He's saying, like, this is the way... To feel confident. To feel confident to ask her out. Yeah. And, you know, that yeah. if you're feeling a bit nervous, like, about approaching her. Yeah. Because yeah. he's obviously found a strategy that works for him for court, so there's no yeah. reason why, why that, that wouldn't translate. Yeah. yeah. So, the next scene <laughs> is Billy, Ali and Georgia all in a row uh. on a couch in Billy's office. Uh. Um, and basically they're all sitting there in silence and Billy's like, well, somebody's got to say something. And Ali says, well, since you called the meeting, I'm going to start by protesting that I'm in the middle of this. And that's when Georgia, it starts to open up Georgia. She's like, I'll second that. I protest you being in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and Ali's like, who are you attacking? Like, me or him? And Georgia's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, then Billy says, what are you so angry about? And I'd quite like to insert the speech yes, here. Yes, yeah. Because at Georgia does it so well. She's like, I am angry that in order to have a meaningful discussion about our marriage, I gotta have her in the room. I, I am angry because I don't even know who to blame. I'm angry. Because I like you better since she came back into your life. I am angry because somehow she has managed to make you and I closer. I, I, I'm angry because I'm not sure that I want her out of your life. I am angry because I don't know how to handle this. And on top of it all, I like her, damn it. I'm angry about that too. I love, like, Courtney Thorn Smith's, like, performance of yeah. this. Like, I think she's so good in it. I mean, it just shows that she has got a lot of feelings. And yes. they've been... Bo- I feel like she's been, like, either repressing them or bottling them up for quite some time. Yeah. And it is about damn time that she got them all off her chest. Yeah. She has a right to yeah. telling these guys, yes. like, you haven't been being fair to me. No. No, um, not at all. So, <laughs> Annie doesn't really know how to handle this because she's just, like... Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bye. And, like she tries to get out of oh, the situation, yeah. and then George is like, "Get back in!" She like, like literally pulls her down, like. And she's like, "No, the only George is trying to advocate for just all being honest with each other." Whereas Ali's really anti that. She's like, "I don't, you know, with ex girlfriends and spa- it, like that's not." A situation for honesty that's a situation for pretending and George is like yeah that would be all very well except we are all in the same office together and it's having an impact on our relationship because you've made Billy more emotionally open and Billy's like I don't deny that for a second and Ali's voiceover goes should have denied <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's where Ali's like no I really am leaving like if my friendship has improved your relationship, it doesn't matter. Whatever you decide to do about that, it's not down to me. Like, I shouldn't be in here. And she goes to sort of pats their legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, both their legs equally. 
um, and says sorry and then she goes to leave and she falls over which I relate to yeah, she trips over Georgia's over. leg doesn't she like because I think Georgia's got her legs crossed yeah and I think Ali trips over Georgia's foot I don't know she just and lands like on her it's like a typical occurrence <laughs> for me so and then she goes please disregard that one oh god um, yeah the next scene we're in the bar in the daytime and Elaine is rehearsing again yeah and Rhonda, again, they've got some good money out of Rhonda this week because she gets a few speaking lines. She's yeah. talking with Renee. Renee. Um, they're and watching saying, Elaine you know she's not bad and Renee says we'll be better so it turns out Vonda and Renee are going to sing gonna a song team up. Yeah. so I'm quite excited about that yeah. and then that's the end of that scene it's sort of yeah. more Elaine singing and then Ali is at home and she's been with Renee having uh, I think they've just finished dinner or something they've certainly got wine Yeah. and Renee's asking about the case and Ali's basically saying if we win I'm going to kill myself <laughs> Not that she's ever dramatic. I know. Um, but she's just like, it's like everything, it goes against everything she believes in. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's just a giant myth. And uh, Renee's like, Ali, you grew up dreaming you would be a mother with a career. Maybe a three-way is what you dreamed about. And Ali's like, huh. And then she gets this weird <laughs> fantasy gift of like Billy, Georgia and Ali in bed in a row, like saying goodnight Walton style. And they're all like, goodnight, honey, goodnight. <laughs> And like then Ali comes back to like the president and shakes it off. Because no relationship should be in twos or at least in even numbers. <laughs> and then she goes into this whole why do women feel the need to even marry anyway? Because it's it's not insecurity. Men are um, it, it can't be for the security because men are insecure too and they don't always want to get yeah. married. That's what I mean. And, and, and Renee, Renee says the good point. It's such a good argument. Yeah, yeah. She's like society basically, you know, being unmarried isn't a stigma at for all men. for men. Yeah, society drills into us that women have to be married and smart, and that people who have careers and women who have babies and mothers stay at home, and they condemn working mothers that don't stay at home. Like, what chance do we have when society just keeps drilling all of this stuff into us? Yeah. Then Ali says we could change it. In society, there are more women than men. If we wanted, we could change it. I plan to change it. I just want to get married first. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, Ali. <laughs> so you were doing so well. Like, yeah, it's just like you get to the final hurdle and then you just trip over it. <laughs> That's when, and Renee, you can see Renee's like, oh, please, for oh, sake. <laughs> so then we have an interesting scene where Whipper rings the doorbell at a random home and James Horton answers. So it turns out she's decided that she randomly wants to pay a visit to yeah. their home. Um, and she sort of, they're surprised to see her. So she's obviously not arranged. No, it's it. clearly a surprise visit. And um, I don't know what she was expecting to see. Yeah, I think she just... I, I, I think she just couldn't like envision a random it. orgy in the no, lounge. But I just what? don't think she could envision what what was family, family life, life in this family. Like I don't understand. I I literally have no, you know, form of reference for this. Well, she comes in and it's just like a normal, nice family home. Yeah, like all yeah. you know, kids doing their homework, one of Patty's reading on the couch, Mindy's in uh, watching the TV or whatever, and they all kind of come out because they're all confused as to this random, they're not expecting a visitor, yeah. so they all sort yeah. of are curious and all the kids start to come out. And she and, and Whipper immediately is like, oh, I 
probably didn't need to come here like this. I don't know what I was... I don't know, she just seems uncomfortable. She's yeah, like, oh, she was I've like, oh, I just, yeah. I just came to get a peek at your home. I'm sorry, I, do, I don't want to bother anyone. And then she leaves. Yeah. And, and as she leaves, one of the kids says, uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Very cute. Yeah, um, and Whippers clearly... Because the thing is, like, I think she can see that this is a stable warm loving home like it does seem to be a very Christmassy home and I mean that's easy to do you just put up some fairy lights yeah <laughs> but you know what I mean like it looks like it doesn't look dysfunctional but I this is my whole thing about what is normal exactly yeah but I think it's that thing of I think she's looking but she looks sad she looks sad yeah that it looks so yeah like and, and what's wrong with this? Yeah, like yeah. there's actually, they all seem to be okay. Well, but it this makes is her sad. my point. But I'm like, what were you thinking? What yeah, were you expecting? Yeah, like, but then, like, like you say, like Mindy's daughter sort of goes Merry Christmas, and then Whipper seems to be sort of quite charmed and yeah. She, I love she it. When, I love it when Whipper smiles. Like, yeah. I just think she's got she's gorgeous. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she she leaves, and I, the part of me is like, are you allowed to just do that? Just drop past your your. <laughs> Like, I don't know. The, someone that you're you're overseeing their case? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, yeah, because, like, I mean, juries are allowed to be taken round to, like... Yeah, but you organise it. You don't just things. go. Oh, yeah, no. And I, I wouldn't I describe think... the house as a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. No, that's not what I was trying to suggest. <laughs> like, that's not what I was trying to suggest. It's just more... You're allowed if it if it's deemed know, to have weird. if it's deemed to have relevance. Yeah. But then, like you say, you would have thought that there should be some kind of official process whereby yeah. they know that you're coming. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit intrusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, sort of whipper comes out and drives off and is, is all thoughtful about everything. Um, and then there it, we've got the next scene in the office, and Richard is in the kind of office pool and mm. John walks past and Richard's like you know have you asked her yet about Ali um, and John says I'm still stealing myself Aww. and then Richard goes strong assured fresh bold and John goes you just described a breath <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, great great pep yes. talk and then Billy you see a scene of Billy coming into George's office and it's clear that things have been frosty between them mm. since yesterday when yeah. they had the conversation because Billy just goes, I don't know what else to say. And George is like, well, all last night and today you haven't got any, haven't had anything else to say. I'm inclined to think you've got nothing else to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, just being really sarcastic with him. And Billy's like, what do you want? Like He goes, if you tell me to dial back my friendship with Ali, I will do it. If it's a threat to us, I will do it. Whether you ask me to or not... Made, uh, and it's like, well, clearly it is, so do so. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not, he's like, oh, I'd do it if it was a threat, whether you asked me to or not. And I'm like, well, you're clearly not capable of recognising that because it, yeah, it is it's a happening, it's, it's very happening clearly, right now. yeah, in front of you, causing an issue. So do something about it. And he's, and you know, and then he says, oh, maybe I should be the firm. Maybe that's the, and George's like, no, I don't want that. What I want is to be able to trust you. And Billy sort of says, you don't now. And I'm like, of like, course oh, she doesn't. You don't? She, like, and this is where uh, she says, and she makes the point that we've been making. Are you technically faithful? Yes. Are you totally faithful? <laughs> which I was no. like, are you technically faithful? No. <laughs> well, exactly. Are you totally? No. <laughs> Um, but she's, but 
that she's just sort of really sad and angry because she's explaining, you know, when you go to Ali and repeat things I've said to you, that's not fidelity. She understands that, which is true because yeah. Ali has always been the one that's felt more uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Why can't you? But then Billy's like, but you said that me doing that helps us. And she's like, and this is where Georgia says, I need to feel that whatever our successes or failures, it's nothing to do. She's got no part of it. Yeah. And I, like, I totally understand that. And I'm like, and Billy goes, I get that. And my note is, do you, Billy? Do you? Because you haven't so far. You've demonstrated a complete lack of understanding thus far. I mean, you can't, he's an absolute joke of a human being. Anyway, so the next scene is amazing. So John is in the unisex and he's decided to prepare to steal himself to ask Ali out. And the song that he's chosen, he's not using the bells because that's his like court, you know, I'm strong and court. So the song that he's chosen is Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. and he's checking his teeth yeah. the beat's happening yeah. and he's you know and then you see him like walking through the office like, like cool. instead of the big like sh- power strut yeah. the bells it's kind of like he's got this weird like he keeps nodding his head like he's like yeah, to the, to the imaginary beat and he just it's just so like he's so cute, cute. It's, it's very affected it's like but it's amazing that to look relaxed and casual he has to put so much effort into yeah, I know. it like, it's like oh bless you I love you so much um, but anyway he comes he he sort of wanders into Ali's office nodding and like being like yeah hey I'm cool yeah um, oh god and Ali's in her office ostensibly busy with something because she's typing away and he's like Ali and she's like oh hey John type 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 he's like you know got the beat may I be so bold as to ask you something? And Ali's like, sure. And then she says, but before you do, your fly's undone. And that's where you get the record scratched. And he goes, oh, chagrin. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so oh, John. Oh, mate. Poor oh, old John. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Yes. But he, um, after that happens, Ali's like straight into business. She's like, do you think Whipper's going to rule today? Um, and John's like, yep. She implied that she would. And then he's like, oh, how do I get this back? How do I yes, get this mojo yeah. back? And that's when he hears the bells. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go with the old faithful, the bells. And he goes, Ali, would you go to the party as my date? And that's when we get a gif of Ali's face freezing over like with ice yeah oh god and that's where basically she turns him down because uh, the reason that she gives is you know I've been thinking about that and you're my boss and I and John's like oh I understand I understand and he's like backing out and I was like poor John yeah and she's like well you see it's just and he's like I understand and he like quickly leaves and it's just like Oh, after all that. I know, I know. So the next scene, it's finally the party. And yeah, then we're at the bar. Party time. And Elaine, Elaine, right. Okay. The outfit, <laughs> the dancing, the Britney mic, it's all there. She's singing her song, she's doing it all, and it's just.
your issues with her and the, the backing dancers, but the whole effect is marvellous. I mean, she is something, isn't she? It's all very Elaine. Yes. <laughs> I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus last night. And there's a whole dance routine. Yeah. I really want to do the dance routine. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Georgia says, look at her. Is this pop? <laughs> like, what a question. <laughs> really weird question. Like, I, I don't... Okay. And then Ali says, it's like 70s slut rock. And that is my... Okay. Because as you know, I really, really dislike the use of the word slut, slut about yeah. another woman. Yeah. And I'm like, Elaine's got many issues, which we've spoken about her issues, about her, what she's been doing with preparing this performance. Yes. But dressing like a quote unquote slut is not one of them. Like no. she's just dressing as a sexy Santa Claus and yes. she can dress as a sexy Santa Claus and she looks, she's down well She pink. looks great as a sexy Santa And I'm like, Claus. what's that got to do with you? And why is that making you feel like, insecure? Like, yeah, for God's sake. like being so I just like, didn't like shaming. them being like yeah. bitchy, like mean yeah. girls in the yeah. corner to it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, Richard goes, I like it. <laughs> well, I'm like, good, I like it too, Richard. <laughs> Um, so so then Ali's like where's Whipper because obviously Richard's meant to be singing this song for Ode her to Whipper, um, yeah. and he was like she should be here any and then the beeper goes off yeah. um, and it's John and Ali says oh what does he want and Richard says well you because Whipper has a verdict and Ali's like what now, now? surely she knows tonight's the party and Richard's like yeah she's doing it because of that yeah she wants, she wants to, to kill, kill my party yeah so he's like, I'll go with you and the biscuit will meet you there. And yeah. then we finish that uh, scene with Elaine's uh, dance routine. I just love everything about Elaine's it's, routine. It's very Elaine and it's enjoyable. So enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So the next scene is court and Whipper's basically giving her verdict. And she talks about the fact that she went to the, her home and what she saw there and she s sort of explains that, you know, it's something she's never had and it's something she still wants and it was a lovely, you know, environment yeah. that she saw. And she also kind of says, you know, what's the big deal? You know, the institution of marriage is changing, but she basically says that this isn't an erosion that she can contribute to and, you know, she acknowledges that they may be right ethically but you pick the wrong judge because she's not gonna she's denying the motion yeah. yeah and john's like oh i'm really sorry you know we tried and and they're yeah. like you know and then ali turns to mindy and mm. tellingly ali says she you know i'm really sorry she just you know and mindy says made the right decision and that is yeah. interesting because as I say, I got the distinct you vibe from Mindy earlier yeah. that she's just doing it to hang on to her husband. And I think, I don't know why Patty's doing it. Does she think that she couldn't possibly fall in love with another man? Like, I'm just like, ladies, please. Like, you are worth more than this. Yeah, it's, this is very sad, like, to think that she's in a situation she's not actually that happy or comfortable in. Yeah. And, like you say, I do feel to a certain extent Patty isn't entirely no. happy or comfortable in it. I think like, any, even the only are. person... The only person is bloody James. James, yeah, that appears to be loving life... <laughs> As it and is. why wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he appears to be the only one who's benefiting from this. Yeah. Um, and it is a bit sad. And it's not to say, and it's quite interesting. And maybe we should wait for this for yeah. retrial yeah. to talk about what we think about 
yeah. um, polygamous relationships. But um, yeah, but yeah, kind of that. But yeah, and in that, yeah. But yeah, in this particular situation, I was just like, oh, Mindy. Yeah, yeah. Very. It's a bit sad. So the next scene, talking about sad, is um, mm. we're in Whipper's chambers, and Richard comes in, and he's trying to again be like festive and be like, "There's a rumor you're naked on that phone." Yeah, and Whipper like she like takes off her robe, and she's just fully clothed, and, and she's fully clothed. <laughs> But it's the she the way she takes it off yeah. is like she, it, it, it's the way she would take it off if she was, was naked, naked underneath. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because I was just like Whipper takes off her robes. She's not naked, but she sure is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just Diane Cannon. It is just her natural state of being. Um, yeah, and she's just like again in this kind of sad, bored voice, like "Hi, Richard." And Richard's like, you know, I'm going to be singing a song for you tonight. And she's like, great, that'll be nice. Yeah, and but in a very sad way, she's saying yeah. that, yeah. And then Richard's like, come on, we laugh together, we love together. Why introduce the notion it's going to work out? And Richard's like, uh, Whiffer's like, that's a holiday fish. <laughs> yeah. And then she kind of walks away from him. She walks back around her desk. And this is where Richard really starts to open up. Because he says, I'm afraid. And she's like, why? Like, what are you of afraid what? of? Yeah. And we get some backstory on Richard. Yeah, so he goes, My parents. All they did was fight. Scream. I grew, I grew up in my room, wearing headphones, blaring music so I wouldn't hear. My... My heart would actually quicken a little near the end of songs because I, I knew during that little gap, you know, I'd be able to hear, you know. And, and that might, uh, I've got a little heartbreaking relation. Like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, bless well, poor little Richard as a I small know. boy. You can just imagine him being like, oh, And God. I think this is probably the most vulnerable we've seen Absolutely. with Whipper. Yeah. Like, really kind of, yeah, just... And Whipper is like, oh, so you equate marriage with that feeling. And and he's like, I equate depending on anybody with that feeling. Yeah. And uh, this is interesting because this, this next is bit is where really we get to why he's with an older woman. Yeah. So he says, Whipper, the fact that you're so much older than me, I chirp so proudly. It doesn't matter. It does. It's an automatic defence. The age difference can't lead to permanence. There's a guardrail from day one. Which is really sad to hear, I yeah. think, probably, from Whipper. Like, really well, heartbreaking. Yeah, because I was like, this must be so hurtful to learn. So heartfelt, hurtful. That, that in his head, it meant that he never had to take this relationship seriously. seriously. And yeah. that must be so that, heartbreaking to hear yeah. from your partner. But then he says, really tenderly, that aside, I love you. So I, what, I guess what he may not realise he's admitting, but what he has admitted is that actually what he's found is is that doesn't protect you from falling yeah, in love with yeah, someone. Yeah, like you can't turn off your feelings. Yeah. You can't strategize no. to not fall in love with someone. Yeah. Like, and yeah, and Whip is just like, well, I don't work well with guardrails. And the rest of this conversation is just in a complete whisper because he's like, oh, maybe we could get, uh, I don't know, some counselling or I could, I could get it but for now let's just let's just get there 
proper just resignedly like just go sure let's just get through Christmas and it's and just it's like just, it's, so a, it's a sad conversation I mean we kind of knew from the kind of beginning of the series that they definitely had issues oh yeah but it, it's just yeah like to realize yeah the nub of it is effectively Richard is extremely scared about the idea of commitment so and he, Whipper's hugely insecure, so that's yeah. not a great combination. No, no. So it really leads to them not getting what they want no. from each other. So oh, sad. sad. Yeah, I've got a big smiley uh, smiley face. Big sad, sad face. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so the next com uh, next scene even yeah, is back at the, the bar. bar, and Vonda and Renee are doing their duet, which I've just got a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're singing Santa Claus is coming to town and Vonda is Vonda, but Renee is Renee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's so, so good. Santa Claus is coming. So we have a nice little scene with Georgia and Ali whilst this is going on at the bar. I really enjoy yeah. this scene. I absolutely love it. So they're Ali, they're talking about the case first of all, and mm -hmm. Ali's like, you know, Georgia thought she, they were going to win, and Ali's like, no, marriages should be twos, not threes. We thought you should handle the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> and Georgia starts apologising to Ali for like dragging her into this whole mess. Like I probably seem like a lunatic, and and Ali's like, no, you didn't. The truth is that I do use him. Uh, I do use Billy when I feel insecure yeah. or unsteady. I which grab I... hold of things that steady me and Billy does that. Yeah, which is so honest. So honest. Like... And I just love it when they're, I'm like, if Ali and Georgia can be honest with each other, why can't yeah. they be honest but with themselves so, and Billy? It's so weird that Ali was so like, oh, let's not be honest, let's pretend earlier. Yeah. But when she gets alone with Georgia, like she can be really honest. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I just, I wonder if it's not Georgia that she's very being honest with, but it's Billy. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because she knows Billy can hurt her. Yeah, yeah. But, but then Ali follows that up with, um, after saying that, you know, Billy steadies her when she's feeling insecure, she also says, and Georgia's like, I know, she then says, the weird thing is, so do you. And Georgia's like, me? And Ali's like, sometimes, she's like, I admire you, Georgia. And I'm like, yay. And then she goes, how awful. Yeah, Ali's like, oh, how awful. And, and Georgia like laughing. Yeah. And then they go, here's to you, Barbie. Here's to you, Skipper, from the whole Caroline And they both, yeah. like, chuckle. And it's so, I've got a big note going, I love them so much. It's just such a nice <laughs> friendship. And I just wish Billy wasn't any there. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever their failures or successes, I Billy should Billy's have, have no part in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, yeah. So the next scene, we cut away from the party and in the office, John isn't at the party. He's upstairs in the office reading. Yeah. And Ali comes back up for some reason and sees him there. And she's like, oh, well, the party's downstairs. Like, why aren't you... Where are you, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'll be down shortly. Mm. And I think she, like, Ali, I don't know whether Ali thinks that John's not come down because he's 
still thinking about the case but she basically says you know I think Mindy was only staying in that because she wanted to hold on, hold to, on to her husband yeah and her children's father really and John goes this I know yeah <laughs> and um and and Annie was like, oh, did she tell you? And John was like, she didn't have to. And then Annie's like, let's go to the party. Let's go to the party as dates. I know I turned you down before, but let's actually go. And John's like, no, your first instinct was correct. And I've got a little sad face there because I'm like, mm. oh, poor John. Then she's like, well, I kind of want to go with my current instinct, you know? <laughs> yeah. And John says that he won't go to the party with her, but he would have a glass of wine up here with her because noise troubles him. Oh, I know. Um, and Annie's like, oh, no, but I want to dance. And John goes, oh, I'm not rhythmic. I know, <laughs> he's so cute. I'm like, John, I've seen you dancing in front of the... You are definitely, you have rhythm. He has rhythm. He has Actually, rhythm. have we in this show seen him dance yet? I don't think we have. Mm. There's been no Barry White. No, you're right. That comes later. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, we don't know that he's rhythmic yet. But we do. But we do. <laughs> um, um, so, Annie suggests a slow dance because it's not really like dancing. It's just two people leaning on each other. It's very Christmas. Yes. John's like... Do you know that you're odd? <laughs> and Annie almost proudly is like, I do. <laughs> and John like nods like, mm-hmm. And I like that between them because that is, you know, they people, the, 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 the show talks about them being on the same wavelength and it's just like, I like those little moments yes. where they are, like, Very oh, they can just be themselves. Yeah. And then it cuts back to, to the, bar. the bar and... Richard is singing. Richard is singing, that's right. Um, he's, he's doing he's his own to whip I don't remember what day it was. And it's not, it's not got the world's greatest voice. But it's bad, bad voice. Really it's a nice not voice. at all, not at all, yeah. Um, and Whipper is dancing with the twins. And She's wearing all white. Yeah, yeah, oh, she looks great. Yeah, she looks so like, good. yeah, yeah. And Billy and Georgia are dancing together. And Rick, Renee is dancing with a random man. And I found this out. Yeah, she I says, Googled this. Yeah, yeah she says, I was like, this seems like an in joke but I don't get it yeah so, so Renee says <laughs> you didn't say what you do so it's obviously he's playing some random that she's bumped into on a Christmas night yeah out. and he goes I run a network and she goes oh that's a good one and it turns out it's the guy who is the network head of Fox yes yeah Ali, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. you know that's what being head of a network can get you a cameo <laughs> on one of your shows <laughs> And then it carries on, which is like, you know, I love you more today than yesterday. John are in the office and they have some wine and they're talking about Christmas. Mm. Um, John says that I believed in Santa Claus until I was 12. I know! (laughs) And Ali was like, well, what made you stop? And apparently his mum told him that he fondled the elves (laughs) because some therapist said to undermine my admiration for him. I'm like, oh my fucking God! Your mum thought that was appropriate! I know. And then the next year, she said he died. Heart attack, <laughs> cholesterol, and John blamed himself for leaving the police. <laughs> He's like, 
fat man trying to squeeze through a narrow chimney and I taunt him with Oreos and a glass of whole milk. <laughs> and Ali's like, you call me odd. <laughs> I know, it's like, well, that explains everything, doesn't it? If you had yeah. a mother like that. <laughs> and they just look at each other. And then we cut to the final scene, which is back at the bar and Vonda is singing, bells will be ringing. The glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas to, to have the blues. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know that blue, one, is though. That blue Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's Please Come Home for Christmas. That's what it is. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah there it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we just... Um, so, at, uh, Elaine is dancing with a twin. Georgia and Billy are slow dancing together. Whipper and Richard are slow dancing together. And then the scene fades into the office, but with Vonda singing over the top with yes. John and Ali dancing together. And we get Ali's voiceover that basically says, the other thing about slow dancing is the surrender of it all. Sometimes people need to surrender. And I just sort of... The end of this... Christmas episode. Yeah, it fades to black. Fade to black. Yeah, there we go. So clearly that case stirred up an awful lot of feelings it in did. everyone's it relationships. Did. Yeah, clearly. And I think I I look back really fondly on that episode because of all the Christmas music and yes. the like excitement of the party. And yes. I always think, oh, that's a great. Uh, episode it's so good it's so much fun but actually watching it back I'm like actually it's a really sad episode there is a, yeah it's a, there is a kind of bittersweetness to it isn't it for sure yeah for yeah sure. yeah retrial let's get into some polygamy bullcrap <laughs> <laughs> So the trial um, this week was basically the Hortons versus the Commonwealth. They yes. were trying to argue that they should be allowed to marry as a three. So how do you feel? I was really torn over this because in theory, like I don't have an issue with polygamy mm. so long as it is equal in terms of women could have multiple husbands oh, yeah. and men yeah. multiple wives it's not an arrangement i personally don't think i'd be comfortable with no but that yeah but that doesn't mean therefore no one should be able to do it like, otherwise that's... you're gonna have a real problem with gay people exactly exactly i like... personally don't want gay in my life so. <laughs> i think other people should <laughs> yeah but it, it's it, the fact is actually like nowadays, considering like the cost of living, buying a house, having oh, kids. Oh, you've really thought about it from an like, economical point Yeah, of view. I have. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, all these things are becoming harder and harder to afford for most people. And so having multiple adults in a relationship actually makes um, more sense. sense, like <laughs> financial sense. Like, so, and I. <sighs> Like, I, did you ever see Big Love? No. Big Love was an HBO series. I've only ever seen... I think I've seen two or three seasons. I've not seen the whole thing. But it's basically about a Mormon family right. in Utah. The patriarch is played by Bill Paxton. Right. And it really... It's one of those things where I, I remember watching it it's a really interesting kind of exploration of what modern polygamy could look like. Yeah. And because they each have, so he has three wives and they, but because it's illegal, like they kind of have to, they have to hide it. So they have three houses next to each other on right. a road 
but they've taken away the fences and the gardens in between. Right. So they can go into in each out. other's house and each wife has her own house. Right. And the husband is like on a rotor, like depending yeah. on, he has a night in this house and that it house. It sounds and, complicated. And it is complicated, <laughs> but at the same time. There'll like, be so many spreadsheets. It's definitely, you love it. <laughs> I'll be the house of ministry. <laughs> yeah, you'd be first wife. Um, so it's like literally, it's a really interesting, like, Big Love is a really interesting exploration of it because the Bill Paxson's character comes from a really fundamentalist Mormon background that's really, like, quite abusive and horrible and not right. very nice. <clears throat> like, it is all men with their multiple wives right. and, yeah. and some of their wives are, like, underage and horrible shit like that. Yeah. Like, so it does explore, it doesn't, like, turn a blind eye to that side of things yeah but like bill paxton's family is kind of like taking that idea but modernizing it right and there are cons and there are difficulties but there are pros as well yeah you know the fact that there are two other women in part of this household like or the, just the fact that there are four people four adults in yeah. the house yeah. like make that split of domestic labor and and you know it allows the first wife to go off and have a career in in yeah. a, in other and you know she maybe wouldn't have been able to do that yeah. like yeah. otherwise and it's just it yeah it's that thing where i'm like i think in theory there's stuff about it that that could work for yeah. people so i don't in theory have a problem with it but in this specific instance in Ali McBeal, it's that thing of like, yeah, like we said, we both kind of feel like the only one who is really happy about the arrangement is James. Yeah. And the two women are just doing what they can to hold on to James. I just, <clears throat> the issue that I, so I guess in, in my, so in my opinion, like, they, you know, they are wanting to marry him because it's a compromise. It's the only way to get what they want, yeah. which is James. Yeah. And he wants both of them. So, but that's the thing is, is I'm kind of like, technically, in theory, I don't have a problem with it. So I think if I was Whipper, I think I would be ruling in favour I mean, the fact that these women are walking into this, like, not entirely happy with the setup is kind of their problem. Because to me, I'm like, you get those same issues with normal marriage. Yeah. You get people you entering into a marriage they're not all that keen on or don't actually, you know, arrange marriages. And well, this like is that. what I like, want it's to. Like, so I was like, in theory, I don't have a problem but I, I just think you know it's too difficult to prove I, I got into the I went down the line I thought well it's isn't it more difficult to prove that all the parties are completely happy with it but then I was like no because you could say that for any yeah, regular any marriage, regular marriage. Um, so that's not a reason to not yeah for it. yeah um, it's like you know abuse happens absolutely. within a marriage as is yeah having more adults in that marriage. I mean, the bit that I don't like about polygamy is that it tends to be one 
tends to be hetero. Uh, we talk about it more often in terms of hetero relationships. Yes, that's true. Which is weird. And that it tends to be like one person of one sex and like multiple of another sex. Yeah. As opposed to multiple of lots Both. of sexes. Yeah. Which it's almost like you've got one person who has all of these things that are and almost talked about in terms of like property. Yes. Which I don't, and it is usually a man with lots yes, of wives. Yes, it is, yeah. I don't like that aspect. No. And I don't like... But that's that even, why I, I would find... And I also wouldn't like it if it was the other way round, to if it was just one of one sex and lots of another type of sex, because what it does is pit those multiples against each other for the affections of one person and that can't be healthy i think it depends like i think that's why watching a show like big love is so interesting because yeah. it, it 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 shows how because we're human and you can't avoid jealousy and no. things like that sometimes in 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 a situation like that yeah you'd be dead inside not to feel a bit jealous about certain things like yeah. they get into like there's a there's an episode in big love where i think like it's wife three's day or night to have the, the husband and he's caught having sex with wife two during the day right. of that and and she's really up wife three is really upset by this because yeah. she's like it was my, my day time. it was my day my yeah. night you shouldn't have done that yeah. like that's not on that's not fair so it, it shows how there's these like little th like they get each other but at the same time the wives call each other sister wives yeah. and they like and they do you can see that it isn't all just jealousy and fighting for their husband's affection like they do support each other in a lot of ways and do but they annoy each other in a lot of ways yeah. as well like it feels like a family it's yeah. it it works but it doesn't mean it's necessarily you know functioning well all the time but that's true of so many yeah. traditional nuclear families anyway. Yeah. And I just think you can't regulate for dynamics, human dynamics. Mm. There's mm. only so much you can worry about, you know, and I think certainly in traditional, I mean, certainly in Big Love, when they look at the fundamental, like, Mormon, like, he comes from this horrible cult camp like they're oh, all in like it, it's horrible yeah and it's really seedy and and all these young girls like given to men that mm. are like twice their age yeah like, that, that you know that abuse is wrong and bad and that that should not be allowed to happen but that abuse can take place within a normal in air quotes marriage anyway yes. yeah i don't know so I'm, I'm I, yeah i was really torn over this because yeah. i was like whilst i don't think i i don't think i disagree with the principle i don't think th uh, in their particular situation of james mindy and patty i don't think marrying was actually the answer for no. them no. Like, I don't think they actually all want it. I think no. James wants it. Yeah. I'm not convinced yeah. Patty and Mindy want it. I agree. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. 
Who have you got for yours? I've got, uh, I find Georgia not guilty. Georgia not yeah. guilty. Great. So I just really uh, admire her for just taking the ball by the horns in this episode. Yeah. And just being like, we need to have an honest conversation. Like all three of us about our situation. Because that's a really scary thing to do. Like... Because you don't know, she didn't know at that point, you know, for all, that could have backfired on her so badly. Like, they could have just turned around and been like, yeah, turns out we love each other and we don't know what to do about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could have, she didn't know what she was going to hear, no. but it was just that thing of like, I have hit my threshold. I have had it up to Yeah, I have, I have like gone as far as I can, yeah. pretending that I don't notice this. I, it's not cool. Yeah, yeah, like, and that I'm fine with it all. I'm really not fine with it all. Yeah. And we, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah for her yeah just making all three of them just sit down and face facts <laughs> in the face <laughs> yeah it was important yeah and um, i have gone for non-guilty as well yeah. and i've gone for giving it to richard because i think oh. for him to finally open up properly to whipper okay. um i think it's not something that comes easily to him to no. open up to anyone and i just think it's really good to show a man discussing their feelings yeah i think we don't see it's, it should be shown more and uh, yeah i just you know even though it was a sad conversation they didn't necessarily resolve anything i just think him being like this is this is what happened this to me is where and this I'm is where i feel yeah why i feel i think it's a good thing greg german's like performance of that yeah, oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like he really comes across as vulnerable. He does come across as a little boy. Yeah, like well, because still in that place. Yeah, exactly. Still with his headphones on. Exactly. Like it's that thing of like this is where he learnt denial. Well, some of this stuff, like it just yeah. never leaves you, does it? No. Or it's very difficult for it yeah, to leave you. It's embedded. Yeah, and it's hard to work through. So I just wanted to give him a hug. Aww. So in lieu of a hug, I've given him a not guilty. <laughs> it's the podcast hug. Yeah. So that is it. We're through Christmas. We made it through Christmas. We made it through Christmas. <laughs> Who knows? Christmas. Who knows what the new year will hold? This is very confusing because this isn't going out at Christmas. No, I know. But, um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so I guess, um, what did you think of Christmas season on Annie McBeal season one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you've got anything, um, well, actually, we're hoping to, we're coming almost to the end of the first half of the season. Yeah. I think next episode will be, will be halfway through. Yeah. So what we're hoping to do is after next episode, do a, a mailbag at some point. Yeah. Um, so what we need for that is lots of questions from you guys, and it can be questions about Annie it could be questions about the cast from Annie McBeal, it could be questions about the podcast, it could be questions about anything really. Yeah. Uh, we uh, want to hear from you um, so we can do a little cheeky bonus episode. Yeah. If you would like to send us your questions, you can use email bygonespodcast at gmail.com. 
you can send us uh, an email obviously in the normal text way or if you want to record a voicemail oh, and send yeah, it to us that cool. would be really handy because yeah. we can play that or you can tweet us a tweet at us at Bygones Podcast or you can find us on Facebook at Bygones Podcast or you can find us on Instagram at Bygones Pod yes. and if you really want to get all of your Christmas hits in the middle of summer. <laughs> you can check out our Ali McBeal um, Bygone Season 1 uh, playlist on Spotify and have fun dancing to Let It Snow during the summertime. Summertime. Yes. <laughs> but until next time, Bygones! Bye. Bye.